Okay, we're holding off Mem Tesla Mel Aleph to write by the top of the Daf. Iboilehu. And we're talking over here, quoting the Mishnah, Bizman Shehin Lachin, that we said in the Mishnah, you know how to do Atman on Teven or Gizn or Moichin, and some all these things, when they are moist. Says the Gemara Iboilehu. Let's understand. Lachin Machmas Atman, Oidilmo Lachin Machmas Tavar Ache. When we say in the Mishnah that they're moist, do we mean natural moisture? That's exactly why they're moist. Or maybe do we mean even outside moisture that came to it afterwards? Which one does it mean? Toshima. If you're telling me when it says lachen moist, it means machmas somewhere else, meaning an outside source that caused it to become moist. Shape. Then I understand. But if you're telling me it means natural moisture from itself, wouldn't you have a case of moichem, which we explained was some kind of nice soft stuffing of a pillow or a nice wool, all these sorts of things. How exactly is wool moist from itself? It comes from the shimmings of a, of a sheep. It's not negea. Must be means, it's mach mas dova from the outside source. Says the Gemara, not true. Not true. I'll tell you why. Mimirta debeni atme. It could be from semer from wool that comes from the area of the legs that's very, very sweaty. And therefore, when you shear it, it's got natural sweat that came from it, not from Dava Ache. If you're telling me, really, we can talk about moisture natural from itself. So, one second, clothing? How can clothing get such a thing? So, it's more very simple. Very simple. That you got the clothing that were made from the from the area and the animal in the leg by the thigh, which is very very sweaty, and therefore this clothing is moist, got moisture. Okay, zubdaliga mishnah. Time in bixus uber peiros. Bixus means clothing. Peiros doesn't mean literally apples and oranges, but like Rashi points out, it means like chitim, wheat, and kidneys, all types of beans, all those sorts of things. That's what the Gemara generally means when it says peiros. But chafne yoyna. By the uh, the feathers, the wings of a yoyna. Right, these are boards, planks of wood uh, that can come from a carpenter. Buddha says, no, you know how to do atmana in the thin ones, the small little pieces, but the very thick ones, that you can do atmana. That's the mission. I will explain. Says the Gemara, Omer of Yanai, Tfilin Tzrichin Guf Naki. Oh, we mentioned, you know, in the in the Mishnah, something called Kanfayayna, so we're going to mention a story about it. Says the Gemara, Tfilin requires a clean body. How do we know that? Ke'elisha Balknofayim. Right? Ke'elisha Balknofayim was very, very makbid in having a clean body. And Rashi said, and Tosfus, if you look at Tosfus, Tosfus says that since Anais, which we're going to explain in a moment what it was, happened to him with his Tfilin, Mistoma he was careful in a gufnaki. I'll give you another shot in a moment. But anyway, that's what Tosfus says. Mahi, what exactly was the story? Abaya Omar, Shalaya Fir. What does it mean? That means that when you calls one you're wearing a tefillin, you cannot pass wind. In fact, it's water and it's very, very chomo. It's almost like dropping them on the floor, the Ishalavon, the Buchacha says. And that's why a person has to be extremely careful to make sure that his body is clean and is able to hold himself in while he's wearing his tefillin. Not from passing wind. Rava Omar. What's the problem? Shall I yishan behem? No, you should never sleep with your tefillin. You know, you have that guy that puts his, you know, hand down by tachnun, and then all of a sudden, 
he doesn't get up when everyone else gets up because he's sleeping. Now, that's a problem of sleeping with your tefillin on. What's the problem with sleeping with your tefillin on? So, it's interesting. The Maitse Tosfus says that even a buyer is muskim that you're not allowed to sleep with your tefillin. But he doesn't hold that he doesn't hold that a person that's not careful in that, it's also to wear tefillin, like Rover held that way. Uh, therefore, that's why they're saying two different things. But upon him, what's the reason over here why Rover holds you not allowed to sleep with them? So the reason is, says Rashi, that because you will either pass wind, because you're sleeping, and therefore that might happen, therefore it's the same thing, or you're going to see Kerry. That's how Rashi says. Tosa says we're not really worried about Kerry because a person that has a bad Kerry is not allowed, is, is not Asabit Filin. So the Chashash really is that Hesachadas, or again, he's going to pass wind. But whatever it is, a person has to be very, very careful to keep himself a clean body and clean uh, thoughts during a time that he's wearing Filin. That's why, for example, even though we know that in the time of the Gemara, the uh, minig was that they used to wear tefillin the whole day, right? The Bach brings us down in Simon Lamad Zayn. That, that was their thing. However, the Maisa says the Tor in Simon Lamad Ches, that nowadays, since, because of this Gemara, tefillin require a guf naki, a clean body, and therefore the Maisa, it's not shy for us to have clean body the whole day, and also uh, not to have that sechadas, not to be distracted the whole time, people can't do this, and therefore the minig became that tefillin are not worn the whole day, but the minimal amount we can probably manage and that is during basically davening in that time, and that's the Maisa, the Psak of the Shulchan Aruch, clearly in Simon Lama Zainzi base, that that's what we do. But it does mean during the small amount of time that we are wearing a tefillin, we have to be very careful, obviously, not to pass wind, and a person shouldn't think of other things, not even speaking. Speaking of other things also is a problem. The, 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 the Rebbe of. Um, one of the Rebbe's, I don't even remember which one it was, he said, in Kazakh, he want, they once found a, a, a tefillin. It was incredible mice this one. I'll say it very, very quickly. I once said this years ago, got printed in newspapers, that the Darachai Makodesh, his wife got very, very like, agitated at one point. She said, how am I going to support myself when you leave this world? And he says, don't worry, don't worry. There'll be a man from Istanbul that's going to come to buy my tefillin. You sell it for a very high price, but make sure you tell him he's never allowed to speak with this tefillin on because I never did it either. So she, she was all pacified. She was like, okay, fine, at least I'll have a panos. So when you leave the world, he was an old man at the time. So, um... He dies, and about two weeks later, a guy knocks on the door for him and said, I'm from Istanbul, I've come here to buy the highly got Arachim filling. She said, No problem, but I'm asking a high price. She said, Don't worry, whatever you ask, I'm paying. So she says, She asked the price, she says, Sure, no problem. She, he, she says, There's only one condition, and that condition is that you never speak Devarim Batalim, Devarim anything weekday. He says, don't worry, I'm very, very Macbeth. And he was very, very Macbeth. And for years, he was very, very Macbeth, never to speak anything until one day a business opportunity came and his secretary came running over and said, please, you've got to answer this email. You've got to discuss this situation. It's a very, very important business to make a lot of money. He said, I don't speak with villain, it's not Nagay. And they pushed and pushed and pushed and eventually he spoke. He said, after that, he never felt the same Kavana. They eventually got it opened up and they found the um, parishes to be totally blank. Skaver Rebbe knew the Maisa and he said that basically, Basically, uh, what a person does while he wears his tefillin can actually affect his tefillin inside. I spoke to a sofa actually here in Yerushalayim, big sofa, who said that he's seen this in his own way as well, and that people that uh, are careful with their tefillin, you know, in, in what they do with them, and they put them on, whatever the tefillin will remain intact. If not, not. You know, there's a guy, for example, that sent me a message this morning from America to say he's decided that's it, he's become a chayza b'tshuva, he's ready to go back on the right path, right? How do I do it? So I'm answering him, and we're, we're dealing with it, but one of the things I have to deal with is what, what tefillin do I have to be check his fillin before he puts them back on again. But anyway, I don't want to go too much bogged down to the sugya, but that's basically what it means. Let's go weiter. Why is he called Alicia Balkanofayim? The, the wings. 
Shabamachas Gozra, Malchus Loimi, the Romans, made Xera Russia, Xera Lisol and Kaliswal, Shakola Menech Finney, Nakos Mohi. Anybody that puts on Finn on the pull out his brains, a Shemi Rachel will kill him. For Elisha Menechem Yotzer Shuk, he was Moise Nefesh for the mitzvah. And he decided, I don't care, I'm going out to the Shuk. Remember, this is not Dome to what's going on, Bismana said that people are saying, oh, I'm going to dumb with a minion, and I'm going to be Moise Nefesh to dumb with a minion, because that's what they did in the olden days. No, no, Shaykh, that they did for themselves. They were Moise Nefesh their own lives. Maybe it's Mutter, maybe it's Asa, I don't know. But here, well, obviously, we're talking about a situation nowadays in Corona where a person is most in other people's lives. No, you're not, you're not going to do mitzvahs based on other person's cheshman. But anyway, Castor Echel, he saw an officer, Rotz Mopanov, and, and he started running away because he realized he's got Finn and he's not allowed. Rotz Achov, and the, the officer running after him. The Kemish gets, and the officer got to him, eventually caught up to him. Not the Murashavak, some Yodoi. The Alisha took off the Tvillin, and he showed in, in his hand what he had. What's in your hand? The wings of a Yona. That's exactly what he found. Incredible. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that amazing? This one. Says the Gemara, Meshum the Ismael the Knesset Yisrael Yoyna clearly Yisrael compared to the Yoyna Shenema Kanfei Yoyna Nech Barakesa My Yoyna Kanafeo Maginus Haleo. We know that the Yoyna has its wings in order to uh, protect it from all other types of birds of prey that try to eat it. Avi Yisrael Mitzvahs Maginus Haleo and the Mitzvahs also are protection for us as well, and that's why they they went to Kanfei Yoyna. Just by the way. Just a couple of things. First of all, the Ritva says, was he not so Mechananes? And he wants the time to know. He, he never took it off, Aldas, that it would turn into Kanfayona. He wanted to now call them Kanfayona, and this way maybe the officer will be pacified, and the Rabbanish will be the Nase, that it became a Kanfayona itself. That's what the Ritva says, he wasn't so Mechananes. But there is a Modic of Pshat. I don't want to spend too much time over here, but the Klozum Magarebbe asks Akasha, because Lemaisa, the Gemara tells us the story, Based on the fact that the, the, the Gemara says that the Tefillin can only be worn by someone as a clean body, like Alicia Ben Balkan of and the Ryrie is from this story. How does this story prove that Tefillin needs to be worn with a clean body? What Shaykh has to have a clean body in this story? Murdika Kasha, you learn the Gemara, like, oh, okay, very nice. Go weiter. <laughs> One second. What Shaykh has? Zuk the Heidegger Kalzum so it's put down in the safe of Magrius Hashas. Anyway, he says he says like this. First, you have to understand Pshat and Rabbeinu Yonah. Rabbeinu understand Rabbeinu Yonah understands that someone is considered to be a chosid, a very pious person, has to sacrifice his life even for a tiny, small mitzvah when there is a on those keeping mitzvahs. Elisha was such a person, and that's why he continued to wear tefillin. It's the shita of Rabbeinu Yonah. So in that case, he asks, why then, says the Klozenberg Rebbe, did not give up his life? If he's hired to give up your life for a small mitzvah, that's considered to be a chassid in those days, someone on that level. So when the officer came over to him, so give up your life, what do you care? <laughs> that's, that, that was the whole you said. So the Klozenberg Rebbe like this. When Elisha saw the officer, he was so scared that he felt his body was going to become unfit to wet tefillin. He immediately realized, in such a situation, it's now asa for him to wear tefillin. Now it's also to wear tefillin, you're not allowed to give your life to, for the mitzvah tefillin. Therefore, he started to run away from the officer. While Elisha had these thoughts, the Rebunshah made a tremendous nace that the tefillin on his head became a dove wing. Why? It must be the Rebbe because it was also for the tzaddik to wear tefillin with an unclean body. And therefore the Rebunshah turned the tefillin into dove wings so that Elisha shouldn't wear tefillin while having an unclean body. This is the Gemara's Raya from Elisha that you're not allowed to wear tefillin with an unclean body. Beautiful shot. Anyway, let's go weiter. 
Let's go right there. Zuk the Mishnah told us in the social Horoshin, a boilu, a boilu, shall Horoshin koi, oi, and Allah no rest shall Pishton koi. Are we talking about, basically, what are they talking about? A Pishton? Or we're talking about even of Choshen. Two different materials. Toshima, the Tanya Buddha Ime, Nerisha Pishton Daka, Haruka Zevel, Shmamino, Nerisha Pishton Koshmamino, we're talking about Dafka, that you're not allowed to ask Mona, when the Sorisha Pishton, and not the other one. Vita, Zukdali Gemishna, Toymin, Bishlochin. You're allowed to ask Mona on Erev Shabbos, right? At Mona on Erev Shabbos means you're insulating something before Shabbos comes in, only with something that's not Daba Hamosa Pebble. Or Metalton on its own, and you're even allowed to move those things on Shabbos, like Rashi says, whether they're Lach, whether they, whether they, um, whether you did atmono or not atmono, because at the end of the day they're right to sit on, right? These are types, some, some types of uh, skins. Since you can sit on them, so therefore they're not mukta. So they're going to be But not with sharing the wool that you're not allowed to metalto. You are allowed to atmono, but you're not allowed to metalto because they are made for weaving purposes, and the person is marked with kaitsu or osu. So what you ta- what you meant to do? If you have, for example, a pot that is covered with wool, and you're allowed to atmona before Shabbos, it's not a most level, so in that case, an Erev Shabbos, you're allowed to atmona with such a thing. I did it, but it's Muktzah, so very nice I did atmona, but how on earth am I getting to my Cholot on Shabbos? <laughs> what you do is, you take the lid of the pot, and as Rashi explains, the lid of the pot is not mukta because it's got a din of a Torah's kli, and it does not become a bosses because the ikka is to cover the pot. So that's not mukta. The hay noiflis, and the gizet salmon, the shavings of wool, fall. But the tana didn't explain. Okay, very nice. I got off the lid. How am I taking it out the pot? So that's a machloik su belezav nazar in the chachomim. The belezav nazar oime kupa mital tzidavanoitel. Turn it to the side, and then take out the tavshel. Shema yitol. But you can't take the pot itself because maybe you're going to take it from the kupa and you're going to move the uh, the the the, the, the gizet semer when that's mukta. Then in the you're not allowed to return the pot inside because you, again you're being metal to the wool. No, they're not worried about it. Bechal, take it and return it. There is no problem whatsoever. And the gemara will explain exactly what exactly is the malchus. Zuk the gemara. Yosef Rabbi Yonason ben Achinai. For Rabbi Yonason ben Elazar. For Yosef Rabbi Chanina ben Chama of Gabai. They're all sitting together for Chama Bailu and they were asking the following shaila. Shlochin, right? These are skins. Shal balabayis tenan. Meaning, we're talking about only of a private person. That's okay. But if they were over a, an uman, a craftsman, a person who's a professional, so he's going to sell them. So you're mumakbid, and therefore those are mukta. You can't metal them. No, the Mishnah was talking about even you're allowed to metal the skins of a professional guy. For Kolshkin Shabbalah, you're allowed. Must be the Mishnah was probably talking about skins of a balabayas, that those you're allowed to metal because you can sit on those things. Nobody cares about them. If they have a craftsman, a professional guy, copy the line, you mark it, and therefore they are mokta. Omri of Hanida Bahoma, Kahomer Bishmobi, and we return to Memtes Omid Base. Shalcho, he was a guy that tanned skins, he understood these things. And he told us, let's bring these things before Shabbos and let's sit on them. And therefore, we've not marked, we've shown that we're not marked, but once we've shown we're not marked, then I'm mocked. If you decided on Erev Shabbos to put on them bread for the guests, whether they're a buyer, buyers, or a professional guy, you can always metal to them. So you see from there, that stamnasom of a uman is is muktzah. So why is that different to the oyus, the skins of an uman that we said is mota? So the more shining asom, no boards, planks are very different. The copper dalayu people are generally makbed, and therefore they're muktzah because you're makbed not to get ruined, and that's the difference. Mashainki by the skins are not going to get ruined; they're tougher, and therefore that's why they can be moved. Tashema oyus beim. 
avudin, ubin avudin, whether they are mu'ubad, whether they are basically processed, right, they're put into the special salt water, they're, uh, they're the processed, they're not processed, they're not mukta. Loi omru, no, this halacha that we say that the Chachamim said that there's a chilek between whether it's processed or not is only legabe tuma. My love, loishna shabalabayis, loishna shomer. There's no difference. Says the Gemara, shabalabayis. Meaning that which we said that they're not muktzah. You're allowed to them is only talking about the skins of a balabayis. Avashluuman, my. What's the din of a professional guy that's got these processed skins? A metaltalon. What you're telling me? Those ones are not a metaltalon. Yochi, if that's the case, hadutani. This that we said in the brisa. Velo amun avudin elinin tuma bavad liflo velisni bididei. The brisa should have been mechalik. Should have divided in dinei shabbat itself and said like this when do we say it's but the price talks only about only the din of the, the skins of a balabayas and was not machalic there and therefore was machalic only the gabi tuma and it was better for the ton of the Brisa to din the, the, the Shailah, the Gabi, skins of a Balabayas and Mechalit between Shabbos and Tumah, rather than being Mechalit between skins of a Balabayas and of an Uman. Kitanoi, and this is a Mechalikas Tanoim, Oyrish HaBalabayas, Metaltan HaSon, Vishal Uman, E Metaltan HaSon, Rebiyasi Oymer, Achon Zeh Vechon Zeh, Metaltan HaSon, okay. But they all these Amaroim were sitting together and they had the following Shailah. It says in the Mishnah, and we'll get to it when Barichas, when we discuss exactly the 39 Melochas, it says there are 40 Melochas minus 1. Similar Lashem we say by the Mishnah Machas. Keneged me. Where do we get this number from? How many avoiders were there in the Mishkan? There were 39 avoiders. And as we know, Parshish Kisisa, Parshish Vayakel, that the din of, uh, that the Parshish of Shabbos comes very close to Parshish of Belechaz Mishkan. And therefore we see that since there were 39 avoiders, works, and things they did in the Mishkan, therefore there are 39 Melachot on Shabbos. In fact, Apisoya, Rishon Ben Yechai writes, there are 39 ways the Rabbanishim created the world, that Shabbos has a, a, a din of creation of the world, and that's why we're not going to do Melachot on it, uh, Gansa, Api Kabbalah, which we're not going to into at this moment of time. Fine. How many times does it say the word Malacha in those forms? Malacha, Malachto, Malachas. It says them 39 times. Since it says it 39 times, so therefore there are 39 Malachas. Very nice. By Yosef, we know the Torah says that he came to the house to do Malachtoi. Minyani, Oiloi. Is that considered to be one of the Minyanim or not? And that's to be a big enough community. Bring me a Sefer Torah. I'll count them. I didn't have Sefer in those days. Bring me a Sefer Torah. I'll figure it out. I'm not going to move from here and tell you, bring me a Sefer Torah and I count them. So I'll do the same thing. Bring me a Sefer Torah. I'll figure it out. No, that's not my Sefer Torah. There's an extra posuk. Okay, let me let me explain that just for a moment without going into too much detail. And as when it says it basically means they finished. So is that one of the counting ones? Do we consider that one? And therefore 
together with the post of Yavah, I've got 40, and therefore the mission told us there's 40 minus 1, then I have to say one of these two psukim is not one of the minion. And if I say that the post of Malachah is one of the counting, then the Malachah, then it means, is Malachah Mamash. And therefore I say when Yosef at Tzadik, then it's not included. And that goes in contrast to Omar, the last is Tzrochov. So when it says Malachah, it means his Tzrochov, his deeds, his wants, and he was going to do a an Aveira is Trochov with Eishas Paitifa, but it doesn't mean Malacha of what we're dealing with, and therefore it's not included. Hope you're with me. Aydilma, Vyava Baisalasa Malachto Minyanu. No, that one is, a, is, is one of the 39. Vyava Baisalasa Dayom doesn't mean Malacha. It means the Shom Levit, they finished. And therefore, which way around does it go? Teku. We have to wait, Beis Hashem, later on today. And Leonov is coming with the Beis Hamikdash. We'll ask him the Kasha. Tani Kemad Omer Kenegad Avodas Hamishkan Tani Ein Chayovim Ela Amalochas Kiyutsu Beis Hamishkan. You only chayv on Shabbos for Malochah that was similar done to it in the Mishkan. Hamzoru they did Zriya right? They planted for the Tzorich of the Mishkan again. Many major machlokes which we're not going to this moment of time between Rashin and Reb Haigoyin. Exactly which of the thirteen Amalochas are we dealing with? Malachas of the building of the Mishkan or of the avoidance of the Korbanos. But anyway, Vatom Latizru, you also should not do the same thing. Hey Katsu, they did Ktsira. They did Reaping, they took the crush and the, the big beams from the Mishkan and from the Karka, which is Rosh Hashanah Rabbim, and they brought it onto the Agol, onto the wagon, which is Rosh Hashanah You also should not take something from a Rabbim to a Yochid on Shabbos. Hey, may we do the question of Agol and Karka? Did the opposite round? They, they, they took the cross and the uh, beams from one wagon to another. What about that? And that's why it's also, but it's Hashem, we'll continue, have a wonderful, Gavaldiga Shabbos.